Oh, trendsetters. This is episode 596 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, stop what you're doing. Jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or you can just simply send me through an email, tim, at trainsmooth.com. Training, racing, nutrition, it doesn't matter. We love all your questions here. Now, you know when you're baffled about something, and, and no matter what you do, you just can't find the right answer that you're looking for until someone points it out and it's become such an obvious answer and you go of course i'm an absolute moron why didn't i think of this well i've mentioned on the on the podcast at a few times the thing that i'm absolutely fascinated with at the moment that's taking up a considerable amount of my time is the learning of calories um, and and it, I'm not talking about calories in, calories out. I'm talking, you know, if you look at, um, you can't produce power without calories. And what sort of, um, you what sort of budget would a, an athlete be able to handle um, before they start going into the red? What what's too much? What's too little? Um, what and then it goes into other things and the more i learn about it the more questions i have um like i'm learning all about the um like atp the um the conversion between um sugars and fats for fuel um thermal power versus mechanical power all all this sort of stuff and and it's because it's all very very linked and i'll start getting an answer for something and then that will i'll get half an answer for something and then that will open up 30 new questions and i'm <laughs> what i thought was going to be just like a little bit of a an interest hobby on learning more about a particular topic has turned into some huge can of worms that i just i think i'm i know less about it all now than what i did when i first started but anyway i've been trying to learn in particular i'm trying to find uh, i got stuck for weeks and weeks on um afterburn the amount of calories an athlete would burn after the session is over there's a little bit of information or there's a bit more information on strength training what an athlete would burn what someone would burn after um lifting weights what but, but i was keen to know through you know what's if a for instance if you go for an hour bike ride and you burn 700 calories for instance what's the drop-off rate 15 minutes after the bike ride, 30 minutes after the bike ride, an hour after the bike ride. If if it's a high-intense bike ride and they've burnt this amount of calories or this amount of calories over, 4,000 calories over um, five hours of riding, how long does that keep going? And I couldn't find any information. It's all very... You know, you, you, a lot of clicking on those um, popular men's health websites and stuff like that where they just give you very, very unsatisfying generic answers that mean nothing. They, they've just plucked out a calculator and go, that sounds about right. 
so I was really struggling with that. I sent messages, to, I sent emails around to all sorts of um, people that I thought might be able to help me. I sent, um, I slid into people's DMs. <laughs> Such a sleazy way of putting it. I inbox people um, via um, Twitter and via Instagram, and I was getting no response. So I, I got a couple of people right back saying they're not sure that was all right, but most that I thought they'll probably know at least point me in the right direction. Um, they'll be able to help me out until last week i sent um olive alexander boot the coach for um the norwegian boys sent him a message asking him and he actually wrote back with such the most simplified answer and i've got of course how did i not even think about that and it was it was he he the basically what he said is i've got to um you know get the athlete to lie down get their heart rate before the training session get their heart rate walking you know their general movement heart rate readings and then you've got something to go by after the training session so that they finish their hour bike ride you know what what is it you know get them to walk around and see or get them just to lie down and see how long it takes to stabilize and and i'm thinking instantly once once i read that i felt like such a muppet that i think of course uh, and you can work out exactly you know the afterburn from that and so so i've been absolutely glued to because i got a whoop and i can actually program so i can actually see the calories burning straight after a session and and some sessions i can so i've been just been glued to my phone staring at the numbers after every session and some some sessions it goes back to normal virtually straight away and stabilizes straight away and uh, and some and other sessions it can take a hell of a lot longer though the other day um what was it thursday no tuesday tuesday it was um it, it was it we've got finally got some warm weather here in um launceston and and i had um a, a three-hour tempo ride to do with an hour run off the bike and it was my first outdoor long tempo ride in f- five months and it was my first um training session out in the heat in five months and so and it was supposed to be you know, you know i just smashed did a did the three hour tempo ride did an hour off the bike and then the hour off the bike um was supposed to be just you know easy to moderate but my heart rate um my power stride power meter was telling me i'm running aerobic but my heart rate was telling me i'm more you know i'm between tempo threshold and jumping up to vo2 constantly it was always combining between that after the session i'm just glued absolutely glued to my um watch i just could not stabilize my heart rate whatsoever um it would start getting down and then i I would you know scratch my backside and all of a sudden my heart rate skyrocketed to 120 beats just in in no no time in you know three seconds and so i couldn't stabilize and i'm just looking thinking this is great crap and three hours click yeah, pass and i still can't stabilize it whatsoever and then i had to give up because i had to pace my son for a 25k bike race which um my, i really wasn't ready for but um 
and but anyway, I, that that's a story in itself. But yeah, I've just such a simple answer that I really struggled for to. And as soon as he told me it on um, Twitter, I thought, of course, how did I not know that? And so yeah, I, I felt felt like a moron. But but anyway, uh, I share share um, <laughs> I made it public that I'm a moron. Today's question, which is what you guys are clicking in to hear about, because comes from Russell, who I coach, who wrote all about aerodynamic helmets. He wrote, "How much? How much of a difference can a helmet make? Can an aero helmet make? And how far should you take it with lack of airflow on the head?" This is a good question. Now, there's a couple of things with this because just about every single person that I've heard talk about it on a podcast. We all say the words. Well, it depends on you know, depends on the person's. Everyone's an individual, you know. What works for one person, what's going to be saving on one person, four extra watts is going to be cost another athlete ten watts. So I'll I'll break it down really nice and simple so it actually makes sense and give you some practical advice on how to actually get the right helmet and if that's going to be the best thing for you. Because there's just a load of bollocks out there is that I've heard. And, um, yeah. So, aero helmets can make a massive difference, but they can also... They can make a, a massive difference with watt savings, and they can make a massive difference with costing you watts. So, um, on the Silka website, um, and there's a few places I go when it, when it comes to aerodynamics and efficiency um and the silker website's definitely the silker um system it's probably not the right word for it but they're they're one of my go-tos they say on average you're looking at about a 15 watt savings between an, a road helmet and an aero helmet now if you think about that alone 15 watts it may take you six months of solid training it may take you three months of solid training to gain to be able to gain five 15 watts for a race but you can just do it with a with a purchase of a 450 hundred and fifty dollar helmet <laughs> you know it, so you're, you're buying speed there but if you buy that's only if you buy the right the right helmet what you're looking for um not so much comfort it's really overrated that comfort business um it is that part at the back of your neck so if you're in the aero position now let's start off with you need to be able to spend your entire estimated race time in the aerodynamic position so for instance if your race is two hours three hours four hours five hours six hours seven hours eight hours whatever it is if you can't comfortably stay in that aero position on the bike and pedal at race power or race effort or race heart rate whatever you're racing to you've probably got other things to focus on other than a, an aero helmet let's say you you've got that all down pat you're all you know you're all good on that department and you want that aero helmet as you're in that aero position you're um you're sinking into that aero position so you've got your elbows on on the little elbow pad thingamajigs and you the way i visualize it is you sink your shoulders down and you put your head you bring your neck 
down and out i i visualize it like you're seeing a cow sticking its head underneath a, a bit of a wire to get that nice green grass on the other side of the fence and we all know the grass is always greener on the other side and so i always visualize when i'm in, when i'm doing it, it um and you, you some people might be going what the hell is this bald-headed turd talking about but the way i visualize it i just put my head down and and out to and outwards and that is able to get me a better aero position and most people a better aero and comfortable position that you can stay in and when you're in that position you if you've got your garmin or bike computer or whatever you're using in a spot where you can see it without pointing your head downwards now we've got ourselves a good head position now the aero helmet needs to be in um, part of from, it needs to fill in that gap from the back of your head to your shoulders into that back part of you you don't really want to ha- see a, a huge gap between there now if i'm not explaining it right and i and i and i estimated i was going to suck at e- explaining this i actually made a video on this um and posted it directly to the train smooth private facebook group so if you want to see some examples on what the hell i'm talking about um, jump on facebook type in trains move there's going to be two trains move pages one's the public one and one's a private group click on the private group i'll add you and um it'd be you know just one of the little videos i've i've, I've posted on there yesterday um, and you'll be able to see examples on what a good helmet is and what a crap helmet is uh, for the body and you'll see examples um, you know you, you want that nice head position if you're going to move it around some some um, some helmets will be absolutely crap on other people and they're just wasting their time money and effort with them but then they're going to be perfect on another person You and, and some helmets it looked like they were designed for their body so what i would also do so have a look at that all um if you know if i'm explaining it you think you you think i've mixed half explained it right which i'm i'm not sure i have um so what you can do to actually right how am i going to get a helmet to fit so i'm not going to go out and buy six seven i'm not i don't know anyone in that can lend me a helmet for so i can see if this is going to be any good or whatever it is uh go into your bike shop and say can i bring my time trial bike in race bike in i'll just set it up i just want to try this helmet this helmet this helmet but i actually want to see what it looks like on me to make sure it's going to be right if they say no they don't want your business never go back there ever again most i couldn't visualize a, a shop saying no to you but um so take your bike in set, set it up ask for a nice when, when's a quiet time to do this um set, set the bike up hop on just put the helmet on hop into that aero position get the um uh, yeah, the shopkeeper um, to take a photo of you or take a, th- a, a 15 second video of you or whatever and just look at where that helmet is on the back of your head on how how's it forming are we going to see this massive block all of a sudden where the wind's going to be carrying on like a pork chop and that's going to slow you down or is it that not or the wind's going to go around your head and and just slowly make its way outwards now as for um screens across um visors across your aero helmet 
the, the uh, Cam Worth said he saw, he saw some windproof data, and I I can only go off what he's you know these little comments of what they're saying. I've I've I got no personal research in wind data, um, wind tunnel data. So he he was saying there's just nothing in um, the visor versus sunglasses on um, on a, on an aero helmet. Having said that, I did see he wore a visor at last <laughs> at his at his last triathlon. But you also um, going back to what Silka says: your face isn't the most aerodynamic thing around. So what ideally you want is something big and round to cover half your face um, so the wind hits it and goes around so the visor does make sense that it's going to be aerodynamic problem is you're now um, you're now losing the wind that's going to keep your skin cool for me I'd rather just wear sunglasses with the aero helmet and and allow part of you know a little bit of extra skin hit the air to he- keep myself cool, so I'm not you know baking my brain. Um, that that that's just my my theory. I don't know how many watts I'm losing there. Um, I I just just would rather have half my face getting cooled than half of it not being cooled, but if if you're pretty good with tolerating heat or your race isn't um that warm i i do think the visor makes more sense to to have on than not to have on also another thing um to consider i think those visors um if it's going to be wet um i know you can unclip you know you can turn around and clip them to the top uh, it just looks like you would lose any any what advantages that you were hoping for having that there i could be wrong i haven't seen any numbers um but yeah i, I just I, I personally put put my pock sunglass my my fake pock sunglasses on with, under the under the aero helmet and i'm off anyway i i th- i don't know if i've explained explained it right so jump on to train smooth um facebook private group there's a video there if you don't want to stay watch the video and then leave if if you're happy to stay stay i'm I'm pretty easy going that facebook group was originally designed for current and past um athletes that have been within trans move but i don't really um post into it as anywhere near as much as i should so i'll i'll just open it up to every uh, every man and his dog can click into it if you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, transmove.com. Until next episode, hooray.